Great baseball weather. Speaking of baseball, got to love it when the Yankees and Red Sox uh, renew their rivalry, and that's what's going on tonight at Fenway as they kick off a four-game series. Yesterday, we spoke with Lou Merloni from WEEI in Boston, and now, what's only fair, this is Red Sox-Yankee territory. We bring in Sweeney Murdy, Yank- longtime Yankee beat reporter from WFAN in New York. Sweeney, it's, it's an honor. I've always been a big fan of the fan and your work, so thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, of course. Nice to chat with you this morning. And, uh, of course, uh, the Yankees, what an incredible year. It's kind of reminding me, sorry as a Red Sox fan, of 2018. <laughs> but, no, the Yankees have been off the charts good. And that's my first question, Sweeney. Did you expect this team to be this good? Did I expect them to be on pace for 160 or more wins? No. No, I did not. Uh, I don't think anybody did. I think, you know, listen, we all had questions about how they were replacing uh, some of the different people in their lineup and their defensive uh, situation was a little bit different. So, I, But I think... You know, really one of the bigger questions was going to be, could the pitching staff repeat what they did? Because I think we forget last year they were a really good pitching team, uh, and they just didn't score. They, they couldn't figure out how to score consistently all last year. So the fact that their pitching repeated for the first half this year what they did last year, I think that's probably, I think maybe, I don't know if I'd call it a surprise, but I think that's what we were kind of looking to see. And, of course, some of the offensive bounce back and guys like Judge and Stanton continue out big years. Yeah, let's uh, stick with the Yankee pitching for a second. One guy, I think you know where I'm going here. We know Cole's the ace, but Nestor Cortez, what a year he's been having. And he was good last year, too. That, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, we saw him pitch well last year, and you wondered, okay, is it kind of fluky coming off of uh, the short, you know, the shortened season of 2020? You get 21. Um, here's a guy who didn't have, you know, 36th round pick. He's been DFA'd and Rule 5 and, you know, he's been all over the place. Is this for real? And he's had a pretty good first half again to show you that, he, you know, he's kind of figured some things out. He knows what he's doing. You're going to see him in this series. Um, you know, he's had a little bit of a, um, you know, I mean, he's, he's going to come back a little bit uh, over his last uh, five or six starts. Uh, same with Jamison Tyone. So I think, you know, if you're the Yankees, you're looking for these guys to have some pretty big starts this weekend and uh, and get themselves back moving in the right direction heading into the All-Star break. Talking to Sweeney Murdy, uh, Yankee beat reporter from WFAN in New York. Yankees, Red Sox, getting ready to kick off a big four-game set. It's really really uh, big for Red Sox. Uh, the Yankees just cruising right along here. Astros kind of on their tail, but the Yankees still on record pace. And uh, speaking of like records, Aaron Judge with his 30th last night. And uh, it was a bomb. He kind of expected the Yankees to do this to the Pirates after losing the first game of that set. But uh, let's talk about that lineup. And you talked about, you know, the hitting was a little inconsistent last year. But this year, Judge, Stanton, Rizzo. But other than that, you know, if you look further down that lineup, it can be shaky at times, right? Yeah, the lineup's been a little bit top-heavy with those guys that you mentioned. You know, plus uh, DJ LeMahieu uh, has, has really come on again and found some of the consistency. I think there's some key guys here. Listen, we know that Gallo and Hicks have not had good years. Um, you know, Donaldson has struggled a little bit. He had a little bit of an injury issue uh, that he was dealing with. So maybe coming back from that. But, um, you know, I-, I think Donaldson's the real key here. And Gleyber Torres has had a, you know, a-, a really good season so far. But Donaldson's kind of the key here to me to make this lineup not so top-heavy. And if he can provide power somewhere in that, you know, five, six spot in the lineup, I think that'll really make a big difference. 
And I'll talk about the bullpen. You know, Chapman uh, on his way. Uh, Chapman has been out for a while. Clay Holmes, another guy, these guys in the bullpen stuff. But usually, it's been Loisaga who's been the uh, the consistent guy in the pen. This year, Clay Holmes has stepped up tremendously. Yeah, Loisaga has had some injury issues in his career, uh, so he's and he's been injured again this year. But you know, he was the guy that I would have pegged if you were going to see somebody emerge as the closer this year then that wasn't a role as Chapman, Lewisig is the guy I would have pegged for that. But Clay Holmes really has uh, you know, established himself here. And it's, uh, it's, it's a great story to see. I mean, he was originally drafted by the Pirates, the ninth-round pick out of high school in Alabama, worked his way up through that system, was traded for a minor league infielder last year, and all of a sudden he's the best reliever in baseball on the team with the best record in baseball. So um, he's, he's a pretty fun story. Uh, I'm sure he's going to become an all-star um, the coming days here when they announce that team, and that's going to be a pretty fun moment for him. You know, and listen, he was—he got to—he didn't get to pitch, but he was in Pittsburgh, and you know that's um, you know kind of uh, talked about his journey a little bit there. You know, the last couple of days where he saw the place where he made his big league debut, but now he's—he's he's becoming a star in a Yankees uniform. He's—he's uh, he's pretty significant. And that stuff's real. You know, that's a—that's a power sinker with a good slider to go with it. He's. Uh, he is absolutely for real. Talked a little Yankee baseball with Sweeney Murdy, Yankee beat reporter for WFAN in New York. Uh, just a couple more, and we appreciate the time, Sweeney. Uh, you were up. You saw the Yankees Astros up close just about a week or so ago as you filled in uh, for John Sterling. Uh, at this point, it, it, it's got to be, I mean, Yankees-Astros could be in, obviously a preview of the ALCS. And do you see any help coming up from the farm? And uh, you know, on, uh, uh, Well, yeah, I mean, listen, these guys have the best records, right? They're both on pace for 100-plus wins. There's only five and a half games, I think, separates the Yankees and the Astros. We know that the ALCS goes through Houston for the last five years. Uh, they've been to the World Series three times. That's where it's going through. And the Yankees and Astros played five games. Uh, they'll play two more right after the All-Star break, the doubleheader. The five games are pretty close. The Yankees won their two on walk-off hits in the stadium. Uh, every other game was really close The uh, within one or two runs. The, the no-hitter was a 3 nothing game. Um, but otherwise, you know, I, th- I think these two teams are, are, are well-matched. Um, they, they really are very close um, together in all aspects of the game. I, I, I would expect at this point that's kind of what you're looking at, right? I mean, you know, they, they hold serve here um they're the one and two seeds they get the bye and they win the division series and meet in the alcs i think that's what you know maybe not red sox fans that are listening but i think that's what you know if you're watching baseball in the american league that's kind of what you're expecting to see um it's going to be um you know that's what's really going to drive what we're watching in the second half here to see if the yankees can can hold on to where they are and hold home field because when they've lost the Astros in 2017 and 19, they did not have home field. So they've, they've got to hold that, and that's going to be a big edge for them. Yeah, as a Red Sox fan, uh, we're, we're thinking, you know, hey, let's just get to the dance and worry about that. But, yeah, you're right. Home field is very critical, and the Red Sox can speak from that last year. And, you know, just uh, something simple, doing having a better record than the Yankees against the Orioles got us that wild card game, and, you know, the rest is history. So that worked out in the Red Sox' favor. But uh, as far as – now let's, we'll get you out on this. Give us a little preview on what you uh, – what can we expect for this uh, four-game series that kicks off tonight at Fenway? I'm, you know, I hope it's a lot of fun. You know, you've got the, um, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox haven't seen each other since um, the first three games of the season, uh, which is, you know, sit out. Listen, the Yankees have 80 games left, and 16 of them are against the Red Sox. You know, starting with four this weekend, and then three next weekend. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think. 
the Yankee fan would be a little bit more edge if, say, this was a, you know, say a six or a seven game lead, even if it was still like a commanding lead, but it was, you know, six or seven or eight games, let's say, and there's 16 head to head meetings left, then you'd wonder, you know, what's, um, you know, uh, really, what was at stake here? Uh, Yankees have a 14 game lead. I know that's not insurmountable, but uh, I think it takes some of the edge off if you're a Yankees fan that, uh, you know, the lead's not going to go disappear if you get swept four games. Um, I think the Yankees are looking forward to um, getting their, you know, uh, getting their offense back to going together a little bit more consistently. Again, some of the guys we talked about, some of the starters have thrown in some clunkers in the last couple of turns, and they're going to need, uh, you know, I-, I think they would like, in this environment especially, to get themselves right again. Well, Sweeney, uh, I think the Red Sox had a 14-game lead in 1978. Uh, do, do we see a 1978 reversal here by any chance or no? Is it, is it too soon to mention <laughs> that? Is it... <laughs> I don't know. I was like asking you. you know, I, I think this Yankee team has, it has no collapse in them. I'd be happy just to see the league get down to single digits, but I don't even think that, that could happen. Well, I mean, listen, it, it, you never see a collapse coming, right? Right, but, right. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not like everybody in 1978 was saying, "Oh, well, watch out! The Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox are going to blow this." I mean, come on. Well, you know, things happen. So, listen. The games have to be played. The Yankees have built themselves a pretty good lead. Um, it's not all going to disappear this weekend. But are the Red Sox a threat? Are they playing well? Yeah, they're playing a lot better than they were earlier in the season. And uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they got to. They got to wake up those bats. And after losing two out of three of the race, uh, Sweeney, thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate having me. All right, enjoy the series. There he goes, the great Sweeney Murdy, uh, longtime Yankee beat reporter, WFAN in New York. As we get ready for Sox and Yanks, uh, six ten airtime tonight on WILI.